Welcome to the She Connects podcast. My name is Susan Vandenhubel, and I am honored to be your host each and every week. This is an extension of my ministry, She Rises, that allows me to connect with women in the online space. You can learn more about me and my ministry at www.sherisesmn.org or simply tap the link in the show notes. But for now, let's dive into this week's episode. Hey everyone, welcome back to the show. We are in the middle of a mini-series that I started last week called Embracing Change. And I encourage you to go back and listen to last week's message. It really kind of helps you to understand the heartbeat behind this mini-series. And I kind of share a little bit about some changes that I felt like the Lord was uh, bringing into my life that really, again, really kind of reinforced just the heartbeat behind this mini-series. Because here's the thing, we all experience change, right? Every single one of us, it's a part of life. We are in some kind of transition or change And we learn as we go through life to ebb and flow through those changes. And they can be anything from changes in our job to um, changes in relationship, maybe location, maybe you're actually physically moving somewhere. Um, Maybe one of your changes is you see that you're going to be an empty nester here. You have a soon-to-be graduate in your house, and so that's definitely going to be a change, and you're going to have to learn how to transition in that change. And so I even talked last week a little bit about some some different ways that you might be able to recognize if you are in the beginning of of change, of seasons changing in your life. And, um, you know, the Lord is maybe doing something new in your life. Maybe it has nothing to do with a job. Maybe it has nothing to do with relationships or you're not physically moving, but you can tell that the Lord is doing something new. And so those things, that information is in last week's episode and that that episode I really talked about faith has eyes faith has eyes and I read out of Isaiah chapter 43 verse 19 where God says see I am doing a new thing do you not perceive it I I just love those two words the words see and perceive. Oh man, I <laughs> I am just such a word girl. I am a lover of words. I love words. I love just dissecting scripture and and just sitting in uh, particular words and just really allowing the Holy Spirit to give me revelational insight into really what is what is the Lord saying here and how does this apply to me and to my faith and to my situation or to my life and so. Last week, again, faith has eyes. And from Isaiah chapter 43, verse 19, uh, see, I am doing a new thing. Do you not perceive it? And then, you know, I think that it's it's so neat to kind of cross-reference into other translations of the Bible. And I love that one translation says, watch closely. I am preparing something new. Oh, I just love that. I love that. So this week in part two of this mini series, we're going to be talking about faith has ears. Faith has ears. So last week, faith has eyes. This week, faith has ears. Well, just like I talked last week about 
you know, seeing things with our own natural eyes and then having to kind of step back and see things through the lens of heaven, you know, with eyes of faith. Well, you know, naturally speaking, we each have two ears, right? One on each side of our head, (laughs) right ear, left ear. And naturally speaking, our ears were created and placed on our head to give us the ability to be able to hear and to listen. It allows us to be able to hear things in the natural in the natural world, the things around us. It be it's it, it's what's allowing you to be able to hear what I'm communicating on this podcast, right? And so I think that while that is how we hear naturally, it often is not an audible voice that we hear God's voice, okay? So I want to emphasize that because as I was preparing for this week's episode, I felt like the Lord was wanting me to Uh, really kind of slow down a little bit and make sure that I effectively communicate what, what what it's like to hear the Lord's voice, especially for those of us that are tuning in and are maybe a little bit newer in their faith, or you're just really beginning to learn how to recognize his voice. And sometimes when when people who are newer newer to faith they're new to opening up their bibles and they're just beginning to grow and learn they hear well god said or i heard god say this and because we are so wired naturally speaking that when we hear things like i heard somebody say or this is what god said our our minds immediately go to that default definition and newer believers who don't understand this part of our faith begin to think that um, God speaks to us with an audible voice. And so it becomes confusing to people because oftentimes, more often than not, I will even say, God doesn't speak to us with an audible voice. Now, it's important for me, and I would be remiss if I didn't mention, can God speak that way? Does God ever use an audible voice? I've heard testimonies of that over, over the last 30 years of, of serving the Lord and you know being a, a follower of Christ. I have heard testimonies, instances of that. I personally have not heard an audible voice. Um, and so I'm going to get into how most of the time, not Nine times out of 10, we will hear the Lord's voice. But uh, I do want to point out that more often than not, it is not an audible voice. Does that mean that God will never do that? No, I am not saying that. God is, <laughs> he's sovereign. He's He's the most high God and he can do uh, and operate and speak to us however he wants. So <laughs> can God use an audible voice? Yes, he can. But again, uh, for this week's episode and really kind of applying to your faith, I want to begin to teach you how to recognize how the Lord is speaking to you and how to recognize when he is, when he's speaking to you and giving you direction in that way. So oftentimes when, when you hear people say, I heard God say, or God said this, they're talking about something that is just 
just really been impressed deeply upon their heart. And so it kind of is something that is is laid upon your heart and it's just kind of like sits there, if you will. And it's, it kind of repeats itself and you're not able to like push it away or set it aside. It just doesn't go away. It, it just sort of sits there. And, and so oftentimes that is the Lord speaking to us and wanting to get our attention. So again, if you're newer to hearing the Lord speak to you, I would offer these practical tips as you go forth in, in your faith and grow in this area. Number one is it takes practice. It takes practice. Learning to discern and hear the Lord's voice. It takes practice. So be patient with yourself and remember that God is teaching you. God is wanting to help you grow in this area. Number two, it takes intentionality. It takes intentionality. And so what do I mean by that? Well, it intentionality to be able to hear and discern the Lord's voice, it requires us to position ourselves and posture our hearts in kind of a way that allows him to be able to have our full attention, to be able to speak to us in a way that we're not distracted, that he has our full attention. And this doesn't have to be in your prayer closet. It can be. And um, most definitely it does happen in your prayer closet, in your one-on-one time with the Lord while you're reading, having your devotions or reading your Bible or, or something or in prayer time, he can speak to you in, you know, while you're worshiping because, you know, generally your eyes are closed and you're focused on him. You're not distracted. He can also have your full undivided attention on your morning commute or while you're in the, in the school pickup line, picking up your kids or you're out for a walk. And so let's really not try to box this in that God can only speak to me in this way or at this particular time. Because again, God is too big and his ways of being able to connect with us and communicate with us are so much bigger than just those types of ways. So it takes intentionality. It requires us to set aside anything that would be distracting to us so that God has our full attention. Number three, ask him to help you to hear his voice. Ask him to help you. Often when people are newer in their faith or learning to recognize his voice, people will often question if what they're hearing is actually God or them because they're, you know, they're trying to, they're trying to learn, they're trying to discern and, and just really trying to figure out whose voice is this? Is just my emotions? Is this just something, am I in my flesh? Is this something that, that I want? Is this my own agenda, my ego, or is this God? And, and how do I know? Well, I think that it's important to remember first and foremost, that he wants you to understand um, how God speaks to you, how he speaks to you. And he wants you to be able to discern his voice. But number one, it takes practice. Number two, it takes intentionality. Number three, it takes the help from the Lord and from his Holy Spirit. I'm reminded of uh, in the Old Testament, 
a man by the name of Samuel. And um, there's actually two books in the Old Testament, 1 Samuel and 2 Samuel, really powerful books. Samuel was a mighty man of God, a pillar of faith, and God used him in really powerful ways. But as a young boy, he was learning himself how to recognize God's voice. The Lord had a plan for Samuel. And in 1 Samuel 2, chapter 2 and verse 35, it says this about, he's, and he's referring to Samuel. He says, then I will raise up for myself a faithful priest who shall do according to what is in my heart and in my mind. I will build him a sure house and he shall walk before my anointed forever. So he's referring to Samuel. But, you know, it's interesting to me that even we see Samuel, who was a man just like you and, and just like me. Um, and I'm not talking about gender here, but in other words, he was a person, a human being, just like you and just like me who also was young. He was he was um, not only young in age, but he was young in his faith, and he needed to mature and to grow in his faith, and especially in being able to recognize and discern God's voice. And if God was going to use him as a priest to the nation of Israel and use him as God had intended for him, and he does, if you read First and Second Samuel, it's really really powerful how God used Samuel. He was actually the one that anointed David to be king of Israel. So really powerful man of God right there. But in 1 Samuel chapter 3, we see Samuel as this young boy, young in his faith, young in age, needing to mature and needing to grow and needing to learn how to recognize God's voice. And during one night, God had called out to Samuel, but Samuel thought it was actually the man that he was was staying with a man named Eli. And so Samuel, being this obedient young boy, each time got up and went to Eli and asked Eli what he wanted. <laughs> and scripture records in 1 Samuel chapter 3 that this happened three different times that Samuel heard a voice, heard, heard, um, you know, someone speaking to him and, and he got up each time out of obedience and went to Eli thinking that it was Eli. Well, finally, um, this man, Eli, who was much further along, um, not only older, but much further along in his faith, mature in his faith, realized that it was the Lord, <laughs> realized that it was the Lord and encouraged Samuel that when he hears it again, simply say, here I am, Lord, speak, your servant is listening. Isn't that so simple? It's so simple. And I think that if you can apply that to learning how to hear the Lord's voice, that when you do posture your heart and you position yourself intentionally, you can just simply say, here I am, God. What's on your heart for me? What do you want to share with me today? What's on What's on your heart? What's on your mind? What do you want to speak to me today? I, I'm listening. My ears are open to you. Help me to hear what you want to say to me today. Jesus in the New Testament said in John chapter 10 and verse 27, he says, my sheep hear my voice. 
I know them and they follow me. I love that. You know, he refers to himself in scripture as the good shepherd. Okay, so he's the good shepherd taking care of his flock, taking care of his sheep, which is you and me. If you're a follower of Christ, that that is you. And so he says, my sheep, which is you and me, hear my voice. I know them and they follow me. Clearly, he desires for you to recognize when he is speaking to you. And there's also another passage of scripture. Uh, I don't know who this is for because this wasn't in my notes. So come Holy Spirit, speak to us. But I feel prompted to share that another passage of scripture says, my, my sheep know my voice and the voice of a stranger they will not follow. I love that. God, help me to not to not follow a stranger's voice. Help me to, to not follow anyone else but you, Lord. Help me to really be dialed in and tuned in to know without any doubt that, or without any hesitation, without any speculation that it is your voice. All right, so um, how do you know when God is speaking to you? We've, we've talked about kind of helping people that are maybe newer to their faith. And so how do you know, how do you know when the Lord is speaking to you? How do you know that he is prompting you through the power of his Holy Spirit? He's speaking to your heart and there's something in your heart that you just can't seem to, you just can't seem to shake. It's like you just know that you know that you know it's not going away and it just seems to kind of be popping up here and there you know like that like you've been kind of just holding it close to your heart you're not really sharing it you're not really broadcasting it it's just something kind of like Mary when the angel Gabrielle had told her that she'd be with child and that you know she would give birth to Jesus the scripture says that she pondered these things in her heart in other words she kept them close to her heart because she was trying to flush it out in her own mind and in her own heart and in her faith. And, and she was, you know, trying to work this out with the Lord. And plus, I mean, she was uh, scripture or tradition says she was such a young girl, only about, you know, like 15 tradition says. And so, you know, there was a lot to take in a lot to process. And so maybe for you listening, you are pondering some things you feel like, I think that the Lord is sharing this and speaking this to my heart and I don't know who to share it with and I don't know if this is really him. Well, number one, confirmation. He will confirm his word to you, what he is speaking to you through confirmation. And, and this kind of sounds like confirmation can kind of come through different ways. God will use different ways. But I think that one of the biggest ways that God confirms that, no, 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 like you heard me. I, I spoke that to you. That was my voice. You're you're not off in left field somewhere. You're not lost in the cornfield somewhere. You, <laughs> you heard my voice. You'll have a peace in your heart. You'll have a peace in your heart, even if what the Lord is speaking to you in a season of change, you know, he's asking you to kind of maybe let go of something or embark on a new journey or step into something new. And it seems really kind of scary and it's so much bigger than you. And I, 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 you know, it kind of has my knees knocking a little bit, even though you have all of those things, when you set those things aside, underneath all of 
of that, you still have a piece that does not make sense to you. Like, even though, wow, Lord, what you are asking me and how you're leading me, what you are showing me, um, the dream that you're placing in my heart, the vision that you are showing me seems so much bigger than me. But even aside from that, I have a peace that does not make sense. Peace that surpasses any amount of my sense and reason, any amount of my understanding. He will also confirm through his word. He'll use another passage of scripture to just kind of reinforce what what you felt like he was hearing from you. That's really kind of plug right there to make sure that you're being a woman of the word, okay? Make sure that you're posturing your heart to so that you can hear from him undistracted. God can also use wise counsel in your life. God can also use wise counsel in your life. I would caution you to really marinate in those two words, wise counsel. When Mary uh, was pondering what she was just the information that she was just given through the angel Gabriel, I just love her wisdom, even at such a young age, that she didn't just go, you know, drop her basket and just run and 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 just start telling everybody. And I, I just, I think that, man, she really exercised wisdom at such a young age. And so I would say that to you to make sure that who you are inviting into that place of your heart, that you are going to share what the Lord is speaking to you, that you trust them, that they are part of your, what I would refer to as front row people. Like they're your inner circle. They're your, they're your people. Like you've logged some life with them. You've logged some miles with them. You, you know that you can trust them. They've proven themselves as trustworthy. They've held space for you. They've held that tender place of your heart before, that it's really, really important that that you use wise counsel. And not to scare you, though, because God does use people in that way to confirm. And I'm, I'm going to give an example of that here real soon, but just use wisdom that way. Okay. Can, can I just humbly encourage you use wisdom that way? And just a little side note, I know that this is just a small little bunny trail, but you know, sometimes people will, will come to me uh, that are, you know, just really kind of learning how to discern the Lord's voice and uh, somewhat they'll, they'll come to me and they'll say, uh, I just wanted to run this by you. So-and-so said to me this, that, or the other thing. And I just, I don't know. I, I don't know about that. And as I'm kind of, you know, so then I begin to ask questions and, you know, kind of engage in conversation with this person. And it really comes out that that was nowhere in her heart, like nowhere. And so why do I, why do I say that? Why do I, why do I use that illustration? Because here's, here's a really important point that will always serve you and your faith really well. God will speak to you, okay? God wants to speak to you about your life and about the plans that he has for you. And so even though God does use people and, you know, through the gifts of of knowledge and 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 the, and the prophetic absolutely i operate in a lot of the gifts that the holy spirit gives i'm a spirit filled believer wholeheartedly believe in that they are biblical but 
I just, I, I want to caution you to, to just not, you know, take something and run with it. If you first haven't sat and um, invited the Lord to speak into what someone else is telling you about your life, about the plan um, that God might have for your life, because here's the thing, like I said, he wants to speak to you. He knows the plans that he has for you, okay? He has designed your life. He knows the number of your days. He knows the number of hairs on your head. It's the Lord who leads you. It's the Lord who directs your steps, okay? Not man, not man. God does. And so so when someone comes to you and says, hey, I have a word for you, for you from the Lord, but it's not anything that really resonates with you because it's not already something on the inside of you, that could be a red flag, if you will. That could be a red flag because here's the thing, what the Lord wants to communicate with you will not be a news flash through someone else, okay? God uses people to confirm what he has already spoken to your heart, okay? So it requires us to intentionally posture ourselves and position ourselves to be undivided and and just, you know, not distracted in our attention. We're completely focused. You have my attention, Lord. Here I am. Speak to my heart. He has spoken something to you. And through through just wanting to confirm that you heard right, uh, sometimes he will use people. And so he will speak to them something that he will use as a confirmation to what is already in your heart. Okay. And oftentimes I see this happen in my own life when I've been pondering something that I feel the Lord has spoken to me, but I haven't necessarily put it out there, if you will. And someone will be praying for me or someone will reach out to me and say, I've really been thinking about you and I've been praying about this for you. And I just felt like this was, this was really on my heart for you. Does that resonate with you at all? And if it does, that is a clear sign that what I heard initially was the Lord. Because why? Because I exercised wisdom and I just didn't like put it out there to everybody. I allowed the Lord to confirm it to my heart through the method and the way that he wanted to. I didn't go out searching for it. Not that you can't find wise counsel, but again, just exercise wisdom. I hope that makes sense. All right. Number two, step out. Step out. You know, I, I think about think about in the New Testament, the disciple Peter, I kind of touched on him a little bit last week too, but you might remember the story about him and the other disciples being um, out in a boat and this incredible account happens where Jesus is, it's at night and Jesus is walking on the water and they recognize him and the other disciples are, are immobilized by fear and doubt and, and Peter stands up and says, Lord, if it is you, you know, bid me to come and, and I will come. And Jesus says, come, <laughs> Jesus says, come. And so he, you know, steps out of the boat and he starts walking on water. Okay. So were there some other 
things to that story and and did he get distracted by the the wind and the waves and and all that yes he did um and that's for another episode but what i i wanted to point out is is sometimes stepping out is going to be uh feel a little risky <laughs> it's going to feel a little like whoa okay like i kind of mentioned earlier this is way beyond me walking on water okay a human being really um okay but if you said i could here i come lord but it begs the question, what if you don't get a clear yes or no? Okay, so we see in that story where Peter asks the question, if it's you, bid me to come and I will come. Okay, and Jesus responds right away and he says, come, it is me, come, it is I, come. Okay, so what if you have been asking the Lord, you know, you've been intentionally posturing yourself and you're seeking the Lord and, and just really honing in on him and really fine-tuning your uh, listening ears, your faith-filled ears to be able to hear the Lord's voice, and you're asking him to speak into a decision that you are, are really praying about and you know that it's upcoming and you need to make up your mind. But what if you don't get a clear yes or no? I get asked that all of the time. So I decided I would include that in this week's episode and offer to you what I have found that serves my faith and my act of obedience really well. This, this approach here, uh, I, I will, so I, you know, obviously I, I have been praying about um, whatever decision it was and I'm not really getting a clear yes. I'm not really getting a clear no. And so faith has an element of risk to it. And it really kind of is a great segue into next week's episode. So make sure that you come back for next week's episode because next week's episode is called Faith Has Feet. <laughs> faith Has Feet. We're going to be talking about putting um, some action into uh, into your faith and following the Lord and stepping out. But I, uh, you know, so you, so in this example, I'm, asking the Lord, God, I, I really feel like this is what you're telling me to do. I feel like you're leading me this way. I don't know. I don't really feel like you've given me um, a complete green light. I don't feel like you've um, given me a complete red light. And so I, I don't know, but because Lord, uh, I know that without faith, it's impossible to please you. And you created me to be a, a woman of faith and faith has an element of risk. And because you have not given me a hard no, and I've, you know, I've been doing my due diligence. I've been seeking you. I've been praying. I am going to go ahead and put some footsteps, take some action toward this. I'm going to, I'm going to pursue this, whatever that would be. And Lord, I'm going to ask you that if I'm going in the wrong direction, that I'm going to believe that you will redirect me, that you will send your Holy Spirit to prompt me to put a check in my spirit and redirect me. But until you do that, I'm going to continue to make steps in this direction. So what have I done in, in that approach? I have, number one, I've done my due diligence ahead of time. I've been seeking the Lord. I've been praying. I've been exploring my options. I feel like I am ready to make a decision. I'm praying into that decision. I recognize I don't have a real clear yes or no. But I 
feel like I need to do something. And so I, you know, will just say, okay, Lord, so I'm, I'm going to trust you here. Faith also has an element of trust. I'm going to trust you, God, that you know my heart, that I want to be obedient, that I want to follow you, that I want to be in the place that you want me to be. And so I'm going to trust that you know my heart and my heart is to serve you and to be exactly where you want me to be. I don't want to be off doing my own thing. I don't want to be off on some dead end road. I don't want to be chasing down my own thing here. I don't want to be puffing myself up or trying to build my own kingdom. God, I want to be building your kingdom. And so I'm going to go ahead and step out and I'm going to trust that you will send your Holy Spirit to place a check on the inside of me and prompt me that I'm headed in the wrong direction and your Holy Spirit will redirect me. It's as simple as that. We Sometimes I think that we overcomplicate things. We make things harder and more complicated than the Lord ever intended. So in this mini series of embracing change, you might remember if you listened last week, I I shared a little bit about that I had been sensing change. And again, I just encourage you to listen to last week's message. Uh, and so, you know, as I've been talking about uh, pursuing certification as a life purpose coach, you know, I really began to in that just sensing that that the Lord was bringing some change into my life, I started doing what I just let you in on. I My approach to, to seeking the Lord for direction in my life. And in that seeking and in that asking and in that prayer time, I started to ask the Lord to show me, God, what do people seek me out for? What what do people what do people seek me out for? Why do people want to connect with me one on one? Why do people want to meet with me? And you know, actually, it's been kind of sad over the last few years. I've actually had to turn people away because I simply did not have uh, the time or the capacity to meet with um, everyone that was reaching out to me. And so I, you know, through that prayer time, um, you know, this year, I felt like the Lord was saying, Susan, I want you to pursue this certification as a life purpose coach, because people are always reaching out to you. People are seeking wise counsel from you. They're seeking, you know, pastoral type guidance from you. They're seeking, they're seeking you for mentorship. They're seeking you for just your experience in ministry or in life or, or whatever. And so I want you to pursue this because in doing so, you are going to help women not only identify, but break through limiting beliefs. And then that's going to help them propel them uh, to step into the potential that is lying on the inside of them. And I sought wise counsel. At first, I just pondered it in my heart like Mary. I pondered it in my heart. I just sort of sat in it a little bit. I sat with the Lord, prayed into it. I just really, I just didn't 
you know, kind of run off on it. So I, and I've learned that the hard way over the years, I haven't always been that way. (laughs) So that's something that uh, I've had to learn and grow in over the years. But, you know, I eventually felt like, okay, I, I think that this is what God is definitely saying. And so I want to open this up to some wise counsel and, um, and just share my heart with some trusted people. And, and one of those people was Tim, because my husband, Tim, because he knows me. He knows me well. He lives with me. He shares the same address. We live under the same roof. And so, uh, you know, if he, he's somebody that knows my heart, he, he knows the message that I'm carrying in my heart. He knows the gifts that are lying on the inside of me. So there again, everything that I've been sharing in this week's episode are all of the things that I practice in my own life as a woman of faith, a follower of Christ, when I can sense that the Lord is bringing me into a season of change and some things are transitioning. And and so the Lord is, is directing me in a certain direction and he's doing a new thing and see, do you not perceive it and open up your ears and and allow me to speak to you because I want to show you, I want to lead you. Uh, And so I hope that this has been helpful to you. Uh, This again, this then leads us into next week's episode, Faith Has Feet, How to Put Footsteps to the New Thing God is Doing, Even If It Feels Solely by faith. I want to talk about that a little bit more. I want to unpack that a little bit more, and we're going to do that next week. So make sure you come back same place, and uh, we're going to dive into that, and I hope that that's also going to be some more tools in your toolbox to be able to transition from one thing to the next and embrace the new thing that God might be doing in your life. All right. Love you. Have a great rest of your week, and I'll catch you next time. Thank you so much for joining me this week. It was great connecting with you. Hey, would you do me a quick favor that would mean the world to me? Would you go ahead and leave a few stars and a review or even a comment? It not only means so much to me, but in the online space and the podcasting world, the more stars, reviews, and comments that a podcast receives, the further the reach. It ranks up a little bit higher in Google searches, which then results in reaching more women with this amazing content. So if you are blessed and enjoying, you know, just the content that you are hearing here on the podcast, would you go ahead and leave a few stars, a review, and some comments? It means the world to me. Thank you so much, and I'll catch you right back here, same place, same time, next week.